You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jesper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 119 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and it is time for one of our alternating lists again. One of those uh, not-so-serious episodes, so uh, we hope that you'll enjoy as we enter the world of the worst stories ever told. I'm looking forward to this one, which is funny because when you first mentioned it, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do on this one, but I might have found a secret weapon that I'd forgotten about. Really? What's that? I want to know. (laughs) Well, have you ever heard of Mystery Science Theater? No, I'm not sure. No. Oh, well, I'll tell you all about it and why it's my ace in the hole and I'm going to so blow you out of the water on this one. When we get Well, there. okay, let's see. But but I actually have some surprises lined up oh, as well. So this will be good. Uh, yeah, you'll see. You'll see. I, I'm gonna <laughs> was, impress you. I was gonna say this maybe good is not the right term. This will be so bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to impress it. you with how bad it's gonna be. <laughs> Excellent. I cannot wait. All right. Well, how are things over in Denmark? Uh, well, for for one, we've had sunshine today. Excellent. So that's a good start. And uh, I'm also expecting to start refereeing next weekend, oh, I hope. Wow. Um, I actually, last weekend, I, I did do an under-15s match. Nice. Uh, so, but senior soccer should pick up again this coming weekend. I hope. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm really looking forward that to that. We're getting out of some co- corona restrictions that makes all our lives a nightmare. So, so that's good. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. And speaking about corona restrictions, we actually managed to go to IKEA last Saturday. And normally I would really not be excited about going to IKEA but the thing is that since we moved into the apartment we've had quite some furniture that we needed to deliver, deliver back to IKEA. Oh, but then so IKEA closed. Oh, yeah, no. they closed and we were stuck with it here in the apartment because oh. we ca- we couldn't go anywhere uh, or deliver it back and we also have like one wall in the bedroom that is still filled up with moving boxes. Oh jeez. Uh, because we need to deliver the stuff back to Ikea, and then we needed to buy a new uh, piece of furniture so we could empty all those boxes and put it in to a cabinet. But we couldn't do all of that, so we've been waiting for like three months. But finally... Yes, it's December, last, oh my gosh. Yeah, indeed. So last, finally last Saturday, they reopened so we could get... We still, ha- still had to book time and all that stuff in order to be able to go inside a warehouse where there's like 10 people in this humongous place. Oh, but nevertheless, we managed and uh, we actually got our stuff delivered back and bought the new stuff and took that with us home. So when Easter holidays comes up uh, here quite soon, I know what I have to do. I have to put IKEA stuff back together again, which is not my favorite thing to do, but um, at least we're done then after that. Yeah, like I said, I wish you were closer. I love building things. You saw me building my cabin that we're staying in. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to help out building things, but it's kind of, you know, I can't quite make the flight, even though. Things are improving slowly in the U.S. They're hoping, they're saying, uh, my husband signed me up for our uh, coronavirus vaccination. So I'm like, that's exciting that they got to my age bracket. It's not the bottom uh, of the bracket. Uh, so oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad when, when your number comes up. It's like, hmm, is this because yeah. they think either I'm old or they think that there's uh, something wrong with me. So we better vaccinate this person because <laughs> it's just like, what, what's going on? Yes. Uh, well, they had already li- put it down to uh, to 16 year olds, but you had to have one of these certain listed health things. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'm, I'm perfectly fine, but I'm older than 16. But 
they finally opened it up to my age group. So that's exciting. That means I might be able to see my parents sometime. Do you have a date for it already? Do you know Not when yet. it's going to? No, No, it'll be sometime in April. April. In April. Okay. I haven't even been told about it yet when I'm oh. going to get any vaccines. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But hopefully within the next couple couple of months then. Yeah. But... My parents have gotten theirs and they've been out to breweries you know everyone's space it sounds like they're out and about all everywhere but you know the tables are really far there's like if there's three other people in the entire room with them it's amazing usually they're taking pictures and it's empty but they've been out and you know going to get draft beers and taking photos and i'm just like yeah but it go too yeah <laughs> so, yeah we, we've all had enough of this stuff by now so yeah. uh, for sure we need to uh I think everybody's looking forward to get to the other side of it. I, my biggest fear is just because they're they're starting to open up now. So my biggest fear is just that it'll happen like it did last time. They started to open up and then like three, four weeks later, they shut it all down well, again. Then, That's, if not. they do that, I think people will get pretty damn upset because people are just fed up with it. Yeah, especially with the spring, you know, now it's almost spring here and yeah. summer rolling out. If they shut everything down for the summer, I think there would be a revolution here. <laughs> Just yeah. don't do it. Let them go. Yeah, we do. We, we've had enough. Yes. Yeah. But otherwise, anything, everything good on your end? Yeah, lots of covers and writing and reading and all that kind of stuff but overall mostly just working on my laptop because it's still only in the 40s which i can't think what that would be in celsius but it's just above you know a little bit above freezing so it looks beautiful and it feels so warm and you go outside and about 15 minutes later you're like i need something warm to drink so it's looking inviting almost all the snow is gone but it is still spring and very early here but it's exciting to see the water running in the stream again and see ground and all those good things a week on the internet with the am writing fantasy podcast uh, yeah, so I don't know if you have something you want to share in this section, Autumn, but uh, I'm just going to keep it very brief. But I just wanted to check if you had something first before I do that. Nothing too exciting. It's been so busy and I've been working on Instagram, working on how to do Instagram and all these other things. But something specifically to the podcast, nothing to share with authors yet, but I'm working on a few things. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm also just going to keep it very brief. Uh, just a small thing here. I just wanted to say that, uh, it, well, speaking to the listener, if you enjoy the Am Writing Fantasy podcast, the best thing you can really do for us is to tell another author friend about it. Uh, we are still in the process of growing our listenership here. So uh, we would really like for a lot more people to find us. So if you like this podcast, why not tell an author friend about it? And uh, you will be helping us out. And you will also help out the person who you are telling about a great podcast to listen to. So it's sort of like a win-win situation that doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> On the contrary, you're probably going to get a lot of gratitude in return. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to remind that that's a really small and easy thing that you can do that it will actually make mean quite a lot for us. Absolutely. Come share us, join us, and help spread the word. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. So with that being said, should we just uh, dive straight in? Or... I think so, because this one, we have worse stories. I have plots, and we both have five each to see. And we are trying to figure out which one's the worst of the worst. So I think we better get into it. And on to today's topic. Okay. So... Um... This is going to be interesting. It will be. Uh, um, I think when initially when I started building my list here, uh -huh. um, initially I wanted to only make picks of stuff that I had read or seen. Um, but, but as it turned out, um, I think I'm pretty good at avoiding bad stories. So <laughs> you don't force I, yourself through them? Uh, so I admit that I had to pick some stuff that I haven't actually read or watched, but it just sounds so horrible that I added them to the list anyway. Um, but I will say that basically more or less all of it, I do have some sort of connection to it. So it, it's not something I just picked at random, 
But I will, as we go through, I will say what I have seen and what I have not seen to make it uh-huh. clear. But what I did do is that I only picked movies because then I can play some sound clips as we go along. Oh, hmm. you are such a cheater. I only picked movies too, but I did not go and get sound clips. Actually, the movies, I don't know if I could have found sound clips unless I rewatched them. But I have seen all five that I'm going to be sharing. And I, like I hinted earlier, I could have shared 14, actually. So 50, a total of 15, because one of them isn't. Because I've watched two seasons of something that is called Mystery Science Theater. And you're going to love the story behind this. (laughs) But it sounds like, if it's so bad, why did you watch two seasons of it? Because that's the point. So it's a show. It's Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's actually called. It's a show that uses the premise of showing so wait, some of wait the wait most... a minute. So is this your first entry on the list? You're, no, or... no, this is just a setup of how bad okay. my entries are going to be. Okay, go for it. It's The setup is that they're showing the most horrible movies ever in an attempt to melt the mind of a research subject slash prisoner. There's a hostage. And to keep his sanity, he has made these robot companions that watch the they're inflicted with this movie with him, and they're just sitting there making snide comments about the movies the entire time. And this is huge. This has a cult following. It is so so popular that they actually ran a Kickstarter campaign to get Netflix to do 14 extra shows. So it's series. So I've watched series 11 and 12, which were put out on Netflix. All 14 of them, they're just <laughs> some of the worst shows that you need to have some popcorn, a beer, and a sense of humor, and you will die laughing and groaning at the same time. So good luck beating me on this one. Oh my god. Can't wait. It does not sound very good, no. <laughs> it's They're fantastically horrible. I mean, there's no other. I cannot wait to tell you about them. No, but indeed, I'm, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see who comes up with the worst stuff because it, it's really about... It has to be so bad that you'll like almost prefer to... Uh, uh, no, I won't say that, but you'll prefer to do something really horrible to yourself instead, uh, just to avoid watching it. It has to be that bad. I got it. My number one. It's fantastic. I cannot wait. No, I don't like your confidence. You have way too much confidence going into this list. I have Normally an ace <laughs> <laughs> Normally you're a bit more relaxed, like yeah, we'll see. Kind of let's let's see, let's just go through. And now you're just like you're way too confident. I don't like this. Maybe should we change the subject for today? <laughs> sure, <laughs> Do something I'm, else? I'm better at just shifting on the fly. You're going to be the one left in the dust. So whatever you want to do, I will win this one. Well, okay. I, I think we have jointly agreed that all the past ones I have won. <laughs> So if you win one time, maybe I can give you that. But still, I, I know I'm going to win this one. I, oh, mines are too bad. Too bad picks that you, you just can't beat them. We'll see. Maybe we'll have one of the same ones. Wouldn't that be funny? But we'll see. I think we need to get started, though. So what shall, what shall we start with? You know, Obviously, least worst to worst, I take it. Um. Yeah, I think I organized mine so that it goes from... Let me just do a quick check on my list here. Mm. (laughs) I don't know if mine are organized... No, because mine are so incredibly bad, all of them, that it does not matter which order you take them in. They can beat all of yours, no problem. So they're just in random order, mine. Okay, mine are from least worst to worst. So I was, I did my homework. I watched 14, 15 shows. <laughs> you watched 15 shitty shows in preparation for a podcast. I was born for this one. Let's go. <laughs> I, I will humbly let you go first. Okay, so um, I have a short audio clip for you here first. Are you ready? Go for it. I got something on my radar. It looks like a fog bank, and it's moving straight toward us. What kind of fog moves against the wind? Hmm. Mm. 
So based on what you just heard there, you might be able to guess what it is. I, I don't know, maybe not. Guessing Pacific Rim? No, Pacific oh. Rim is pretty good. Ah. What do you mean? <laughs> it's not on my <laughs> list, but there's better movies out there. Yeah, there is. But it's definitely not on the list of the worst movies. Ever. Okay, so what was that one? So this one is The Fog from 2005. I did not see that one. No, uh, well, <laughs> be happy that you didn't. I don't know. I seem to enjoy really bad movies. So. Well, it's a it's a reboot of a movie from 1980, uh, and I only watched this 2005 version, so I don't know about the original ones. Uh, but um, this is one of those cases where you sort of you see the premise of the movie, and then you think. It could be quite interesting, okay. but you're still you're still a bit skeptical because there's something inside of you telling like, mm, you know that feeling? Yeah. So all the alarm bells are going off in your mind, like warning you that this is probably going to be crap. But then you watch the trailer and it's just like, well, there's something in this sort of setup that I quite like. You know, this whole thing about there's a fog and there's a mystery about something happens and it's dangerous and... And I just start thinking, well, maybe you should try to just watch it because it it could be good, maybe. maybe. It might be worth a try. Yeah. So no. <laughs> let me just explain what it's about here. Okay. So I need to, I need, just need something to justify why I actually wasted my time watching this movie. Okay. <laughs> so, so how does this sound? So we're in a town where the founders got their money by murdering a colony of lepers. Okay. And nobody knows about this terrible past. And now we're like 100 years later, where a character returns just as a statue is raised in tribute of the founders. Mm. And uh, then comes the fog. And there's something inside the fog. All right. Something vengeful. (laughs) <laughs> so a little supernatural that doesn't sound too bad right? doesn't I mean, sound too bad no could be good well it was bad <laughs> <laughs> and I went against my better judgment and I, I watched it and my god that was stupid you know f- first of all when you have like teenagers mm-hmm. dancing around in bikinis on board an old fishing boat then you already know that uh, this is not gonna be good well and then on top of that, the plot just sort of, it just keeps going and going and going and going. It doesn't really add anything to the story at all. Oh, no. Um, and then you should think that by the time they spend so much time on adding plot for no p- real reason, you should think that then at least they would be able to deliver a satisfying ending. Yeah. Not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's it just... It does not make any sense at the end either. I mean, I, I'm not going to spoil it here, but why the heck are we suddenly presented with some weird thing that is going on with like some love between a human and a ghost? I mean, <laughs> in the middle of this sort of horror story, it's like, what the f- It's going on here? It's just like, it makes no sense at all. Oh, I didn't see that one coming at all. No. no. <laughs> that's, that's really... As far as I understood from the critics, there seems to be a consensus as well that the original 1980 version wasn't that good either. So that sort of begs the question to me, like, why remake it? How stupid are you when you're recreating something that is bad to begin with? It's just bad on bad. I mean, what? Oh, fuck, that's bad. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know what it is. Oh, I have so much worse. I cannot oh, wait. I'm just getting started, okay? Okay. okay. But this you... is a shitty movie, okay? It's, it's really shitty. It don't sounds... watch it. I don't know. It sounds like a good one for a couple of beers and an no, afternoon no. of laughing yourself silly. No, you don't want to do it. No, okay. you're going to rip your hair out. All right. Well, you want to know what my number five one? And this is my only one that was not featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. So this one is actually 2020 and was produced on Netflix. This is a series. And I've mentioned this one a couple of times. And to you, Cursed. It actually makes my um, list of horrible shows. So it's this is a retelling 
of the Arthurian legend from the viewpoint of Nimue, which is the Lady of the Lake. And so this is set before she becomes the Lady of the Lake, before Arthur meets Arthur meets Merlin. So it's like he's not, you know, like the sword of the stone young. He's but he's a teenager and it sounds neat because I mean, I writing a story about Faye and Nimue is Faye, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is gonna be really excited. I'm a little done with Arthur Arthurian legends. I'm yeah, I've seen way too many, but I love the Faye. This is gonna be awesome. No, it was so bad. And I feel bad because the actors and the actresses, there's some really good ones. There's um Floki from mm-hmm. Vikings is yeah. Merlin. I mean, there's some really good actors and actresses and they do their darn best to deliver these characters that you kind of care. But it was <laughs> it was bad enough that, that my husband would put this on the nights he just wanted to go to sleep and I'd be sitting there just yell, trying not to yell at the TV set <laughs> in anger at the plot holes and the inconsistencies and the jumps that made absolutely no sense. And trying not to wake him up, and it was just really bad. But there are the, some of the inconsistencies. Some of them, like, and they always, you know, this is a story about the Fae, but for some reason, and it's about Dimwe, who's the girl. But for some reason, Arthur's the one who's always right, and he's human and male. And it was just so silly. But you know, they some of the silliness. There's a grain mill. All of the grain mills have been killed, but you know, taken over by the evil king he's trying to wipe out the fae and they're down to one so whose idea is it to go protect the one it's arthur's how many knights do they send you know how many fae warriors do they send like five to go protect the last food supply and they go and of course it goes to crap the they're they burn them out of the mill the green knight and arthur are almost about to die but nimue shows up who She's magical, but she doesn't really know how to control it. But she manages to save the day. Ta-da. Ta-da. And, I mean, later on, they she claims queenship. Though, even though there's never been a fake queen, she claims queenship because she okay. has the sword of the kings that because everyone that's is what hunting you do, for. Of course. That's what yeah. you do. Even though, and everyone's excited that she, she claims that she's going to be the queen, even though she has been hiding from them not collaborating in any of the elder meetings to like protect her people she has sent a letter to the king invading saying hey i'll give you back the sword if you let the fae go that arthur's sister morgan morgan the fae the sorceress eventually um dictates to her so this is even her idea she's done absolutely nothing but everyone's like yay you're queen like yeah stand it there was so many plot holes and things and i'm just like you just no no so anyway it makes my number five which is pretty same yeah i I think i have come across some if i i might be confusing it with something else but i do think i've seen some you know some of those trailers running when i log into netflix and stuff like that about it and, and the least it must have been lo- it must have looked bad enough that I just steered clear of it because I have not watched any of it. I haven't recommended to you. This is the only one I could have gotten a sound clip for. Uh, I feel so disappointed now. But yeah, yeah. No. Well, you probably even, you're probably gonna lose on points because you didn't have sound clips. Oh, but, uh, all right. Sure, see. we'll see. I've got some doozies that I don't think you can even come close to. Ah, shit. Okay, I need to up my game. All right, let's go for dear number four. Okay, so. Brace yourself for this sound clip because right. this is going to be bad. Oh. Okay? You ready? Detective, we've got a white male, 54 years old. What happened to him? Must have been in the computers, this guy. Do you want to see more? We have another one. There are five bodies so far. Oh my god. The one thing that all the victims have in common. It's a fear sight. I'm gonna, get the- <laughs> I'm gonna stop it there. It's so fucking ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not, you can already hear shit, can't you? So she saying the only thing they have in common is a parasite? They oh. visited the fear site. The fear site. Oh, so they went yeah. to a website and yeah. it killed them. And for, for this one, I actually learned my lesson, so I have not watched it. 
But the okay. trailer was so bad that it, just the trailer itself scared me off. And <laughs> That's I, pretty bad. Yeah. And, and initially, I checked it out because it said it was from the same director as The House on Haunted Hill. Right. <laughs> Well, actually, when saying that, I just realized that for some people, that's probably not a good statement either. But, that's true. <laughs> but this movie is uh, Fear.com, it's called. Okay. And um, initially, it sort of pulled me in because I wanted, uh, it, it had me checking out the trailer and so on because it carries some of the same tropes as The Ring. Did you ever watch The Ring? I actually have not watched The Ring, but I it looked interesting. I, I only didn't watch it because I wasn't doing horror movies at the time. No. Yeah, I, I don't watch many horror movies either, at least not for the last couple of years. Before then, I quite liked a lot of them. But uh, I enjoyed The Ring. Um, the Ring is, in my view, a really good movie, movie. But I have to say that the original, like, I think it's... I think it's Japanese or something. It's it, at least Asian originally, uh, and the Asian version is better than the American version. But yeah, that's they're the both one I was good. thinking. Yeah, that's the one yeah. I had wanted to see, but I just it looked actually scary enough, and I was at a point in my life where I thought like, I don't need this. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, it is pretty scary. The Ring, to be honest. Uh, but but in the Ring, people die from watching a videotape, right? And it is well done, and it is. Yeah, scary. <laughs> uh, but so here they've just replaced the videotape with a website. So when you visit this website, then like, uh, I don't know what, 24 hours later? So I don't know. I haven't watched it, but um, people die. And uh, <laughs> okay. well, at least, at least you can see like if you align it with some genre tropes, it works, right? Because it got me enticed. I mean, even the, the title of it is so bad, like, uh, I mean, already the title, I was very skeptical when I saw the title, fear.com. I was like, no. But then I could just see like the links back to the ring and stuff. It got me so far that at least started checking it out. So it's just sort of like, uh, you know, on Amazon, if you can if you can align yourself with some tropes, then at least people will start checking it out. Of course, then you shouldn't have a shitty trailer like this one, <laughs> and then people run away screaming from it. But <laughs> that's, that's um, a good point. Take away have good trailers. <laughs> but since I haven't watched it myself, I collected some words from the critics. Okay, let's hear it. All right. So this one is from the New York Daily News. So it goes like this: "Quote: The story is a mess." <laughs> <laughs> This isn't a proper critic, right? The story is a, is a mess. Some of the images offensive, the acting on the par, and the dialogue silly. End quote. <laughs> so that was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how about this one from Metro Times? Quote, Fear.com is full of inconsistencies and contradictions, but none are more disturbing than the fact that not only... No, sorry. None are more disturbing than the fact that not a single policeman wears gloves at any of the crime scenes scattered throughout the film, end quote. <laughs> oh. then my, and then my favorite one, my personal favorite one, this is from US Today, quote, Fear.com is a cinematic equivalent of spam in your email inbox. Oh, <laughs> end quote. ouch. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. That... <laughs> I would not want that review. Ever. That would be painful. I feel kind of yeah. bad for the person who, you know, someone obviously loved this. and I don't know if they did, but uh, <laughs> I mean, when it's so bad that uh, even the trailer scares me off, then it had to go on my top five. It's just, it, that's horrible. That is pretty horrible, but you're going to love my number four. It's just... Okay, let's see. It's, you ready? I'm not sure you can make it better than this, but let's try. All right. So she says, I don't have sound, but this is, you know, I would have literally had to watch it. This is before trailers and sound cl clips and all that. But this is called The Beast of Hollow Mountain. I mean, that's a title. That's a good title. That and sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's it's got it all. It has got the lovable orphan boy who's drunk father who's eaten by the beast it's got a love triangle formed by a texas cowboy who falls for the wealthy mexican girl her betrothed don enrique oh and the beast which is a tyrannosaurus rex <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't quite see that coming, but okay. No, in fact, this this show. And is what age are we in here? Is, I think it's, it was from the 1950s. It, it is. No, I, I mean oh. the the movie. When is it set in? Is it 
is it set in the real world or is it like a fantasy oh, world? It's the real world. Texas, sort of like the Zorro, sort of that kind of a time period, that kind of a feel. With a Tyrannosaurus in that. Okay. <laughs> and how did that get there? Well, it's this show is listed as the first film to show dinosaurs and cowboys in the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get that idea? I, I don't know, but it's fantastically horrible. And the plot, the shocking the plot is like a hundred percent based on standard tropes, obviously. So the you know, the good guy, Texas cowboy, who just loves the girl, the girl's being forced to marry this guy because her family says, you know, he's wealthy, this is the guy for you. And of course the man she's marrying is cruel. And then the yeah, sweet little boy who, you know, he's his dad's a drunk and he's trying to take care of him and be the adult, and his dad goes and gets eaten by this monster. And what's so sad is I hadn't looked at anything before I watched it. And so I'm waiting on pins and needles thinking this beast of the mountain was going to be a dragon. I mean, it had yeah. to be a dragon. And it was Please so give me a dragon. I know, I was so excited. And then it ends up being this dinosaur, which I agree, it made no sense at all. Just there's this beast and the, how, how that ended up in the mountain, I don't know. But the <laughs> and they best never explained part... It. No, they never explained. The best part, though, was the special effects. So this is back in the era of stop motion and like clay animation right, right. Yeah. features. It has this crazy tongue that's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's constantly out of its mouth like this like Medusa snake. Oh, I had to wake up. Adam fell asleep for this one, too. <laughs> I had to wake him up and be like, you have to see this. This is no, how cruel of you. So you're waking him up to see the most shitty movie ever. Oh my god. You had to see the, this Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's worth watching just for the no, way that he did how cruel. this. Um, but it was totally troped to death. I mean, all the way down. No surprises, except for obviously the dinosaur and the cowboy and the Mexican um, Don. But, I mean, the cowboy tries to save his fiance, his girl, the woman he loves, her fiance, until he gets eaten by the Tyrannosaurus Rex. But this made it to number four instead of lower because it actually had, besides all the tropes, one good plot point. One of the first scenes is that the ranger looking for some lost cows in the swamp and then they actually end up coming back to the swamp and using this swamp to stop the dinosaurs like oh my god they actually tied that up so <laughs> that was amazing that they tied it up so i this why this one made it to number four otherwise texan cowboy missing ranch hands cows missing love triangle orphan boy is so tropey that it's fantastic. Hmm. Okay, but I have to deduct a point for the fact that you wake up your husband to look like <laughs> he's asleep, and then you're waking up to watch the most shitty stuff. You know, <laughs> he was watching it with me, and I don't think you can deduct a point unless we brought him in and asked him if it was a good or a bad, because he was laughing as we were as I was looking at these yesterday. He's like, "Oh my god, I remember that." So. Mm, yeah, well, you say that now. But, uh, yeah, everybody can say that. <laughs> I think it was fine, but oh, but that one was actually not that bad for a really bad movie. Hmm. It, it was the special effect was just fantastic. I I absolutely love the dinosaur's tongue. Yeah, well, it's like uh, the original King Kongs and stuff like that. Oh, it also God. looks so bad. They do, but in the end of the movies too. I didn't go back that far, but no, that? I didn't go back that far either because then you can always uh, everything was shit. <laughs> it's not fair, right? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was okay, my. But uh, so my next one. All right. Uh, you might actually recognize the voice in this sound clip. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I learned the truth a long time ago. Being afraid of the dark is what keeps most of us alive. I can't believe it. It's happening again. Did you recognize the male voice? Almost, but I just couldn't quite catch it. It's Christian Slater. Is it? All right. Yeah. No, yeah, I hear it now. But yeah, okay. So which is this one? This is uh, Alone in the Dark. 
Alone in the dark. No, I don't think it was uh, sad. It's, I swear, one of the sentences there is the exact same one they used in the trailer for Pitch Black, which is Vin is Diesel. It? Yes, but that's a different. Okay. Movie. Anyway, uh, this is Alone in the Dark, and um, here's where it's going to get slightly embarrassing because <laughs> you did watch this one. <laughs> no, I did watch it. Yes, but um, I have to admit <laughs> how incredibly stupid I was. Because oh no. <laughs> the, this uh, this movie is based on a video game, okay? Okay. Uh, so so far so good. The only problem was that it is actually based on a different video game than I thought it was based on. <laughs> oh. So, so, so you I went was completely unprepared. <laughs> completely. So I went into this thinking that this was mo- a movie based on a video game that I loved to play when I was a child. I, I really <laughs> liked it. And then I started watching this movie, and I was like, this makes no sense. I really don't understand how how are they... And it took me quite a while before I figured out that this is something completely different. (laughs) It was was two different video games. Completely. And they have nothing to do with each other. But And and then I tried, (laughs) later on, I tried to figure out what, what was that game called then that I actually liked playing? Because... I clearly remember it as it is called Alone in the Dark, that game. But then when I looked Alone in the Dark up uh, on the internet, then I can see it's a different game. So it is not the same one, but and I still haven't worked out what the what the one that I wanted to watch was then. (laughs) So I ended up watching this movie that um, has nothing to do with what I wanted. Right. And I was in for the most shitty experience ever because so ba- you're basically following like a supernatural detective mm-hmm. who uncovers a long lost tribe who worship demons. And of course, demons are then attempting to re-enter our world. Okay. And uh, our detective can only stop them by acquiring the help of his ex- ex-girlfriend. Of course. Of course. Because that's what you do. <laughs> that's why you shouldn't have broken up with her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You know what? It's just... I just realized that basically my first three picks are all horror movies. That says something, doesn't <laughs> it? It does say something. I, I, well, horror movies, I think, are hard to get right. Yeah. It's just like the only thing I can say, don't watch this movie. It is such a waste of time. And uh, just to drive home the point... So listen to this quote, which is from okay. the movie, okay? Okay. And this is just to show how shitty this is. Uh, so a bit of context. They are in a cave, and the character who is going to speak here, uh, I think it's the girlfriend, she's uh, pointing at some Native American text on the wall in the cave. Okay. And then she says, quote, It's a warning. It says, once you make it down here alive, you're already dead. End quote. <laughs> what? So just, I don't know. It's just like the most shitty dialogue. I could. I. I couldn't even make up something that shitty. Uh, it just well, that says it all. That does pretty much say it. Once all. you make it down here alive, you're already dead. What the fuck are you talking about? That's impossible. Really. <laughs> I. I guess it's supposed to be frightening, but I. I would have been like the grammar Nazi going. I don't know. I think you could reward this. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Please don't watch that movie ever. All right. Well, I uh, mine is not a horror movie. In fact, mine is fantasy. Yeah, I have a yeah. fantasy coming up as well. Oh, good. I've got two in my list. Oh. So my number three is Atar, the Fighting Eagle. Have you ever heard of this? <laughs> that sounds one? really bad. I, I have not watched that. But that sounds really. really that bad. It's the perfect trope it starts the film opens there's this baby atar who has a birthmark and so it means that someday it'll of course he will grow up to destroy the spider cult and so you know there's this it obviously this prophecy so we got this prophecy baby birthmark obviously Um, and that makes sense yeah so the high priest of the ancient one he attempts to kill the baby so the birthmark's covered up and he's sent off to live in a faraway village where as he's growing up he decides that he really actually is in love with a woman who's grown up as his sister and he asks for permission to marry her and that's when he finds out it's not really his sister and he's adopted (laughs) oh yeah well that was very convenient 
<laughs> and that makes it fine, even though they grow up as siblings. I mean, I'm sure yeah, that's no. Oh, anyways. Well, so... When the hormones set in, what can you do? <laughs> that's right. Teenagers. <laughs> But, you know, obviously the king finds out about Ator, it comes, and he he steals his sister slash bride, <laughs> takes her back, and there's all these things, like he finds this warrior, again, another trope, who's an enemy of this ancient sorcerer that Atar is supposed to be the one to take down, so there's all this, le- Amazons are in there, this woman who, this Amazon woman who wins him, and falls head over heels in love with him, but goes with him to rescue his wife, bride slash sister. And she ends up dying, not the sister, the bride, she makes it. It is so troped, so convoluted. Everyone's stereotypical. You're looking at the only good part was that, you know, it was the spider cult. So there was these massive spiders crawling all over. And the, the evil cult. Yes. The ancient one, the evil sorcerer was a pretty, he was kind of interesting, but it's it's just pretty much yeah you look go through it going my head hurts i mean it's how much can you throw i have spiders crawling in my head (laughs) the spiders in my head would have been better i mean it it had no direct plot it just made no sense he he kept tripping over things and this warrior is supposed to teach him how to fight and ends up actually having been working for the ancient one it just was just you're just finally going just end it please (laughs) please put me out of my misery (laughs) why did we start this one and yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, the robots and Mystery Science Theater sitting there groaning themselves, uh, yeah, you couldn't have made it through this one alive. Oh my god. I don't understand why you watched so many shitty movies. <laughs> and they're... Oh god. If I'm just masochistic, I guess. I don't know. I they so, were yes, so yes. bad that they were funny. And they get better from here. The two, the top two are just out of the park. Horrible. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh my god. Okay, well, I have two left. Alright, let's go. Uh, And this one is not horror, so this is, this one is, uh, well, it's fantasy slash adventure, I would call it. Oh, excellent. Alright. Yeah, now you're paying attention. I am. (laughs) It's also the first movie in a series which uh, was actually one of my favorite series growing up. Okay. It was before streaming services and uh, I I actually remember uh, a friend and myself, we we went to a gas station just up the street uh, back then and then they had like displays of movies that you could rent and I think... I remember it as there was a ton of them. There was probably like 50 movies or something. That was probably it. And, and you could shuffle through them and find what you wanted. And uh-huh. uh, we rented the... We had previously rented the first movie in the series. And we really liked it. And um, then we got to this one with the second movie in the series. Okay. So okay. Uh, see if you can get with, guess what this is. In all their centuries on Earth, nothing could have prepared them for the quickening. <laughs> just the way they say it, the quickening. It's just like it sounds so bad already. It's so, oh my God, it's so 80s. It's incredible. It is. It's, it's, it's like, let's take a word and see if you can sound, say it in such a way it sounds bad, even though it's like the quickening. I mean, that sounds... The quickening? What the heck? Who came up with that? <laughs> So do you, do you know what me uh, what movie this is? The Quickening is like the subtitle of it. It's not ringing a bell. It's a uh, Highlander two. Oh, okay. Shoot, that's been a long time. Yeah, indeed. I, I don't think honestly, I don't think I would enjoy Highland- Highlander one today. But as a kid, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was oh, so yeah. good. Uh, it was so cool, and all that. You know, he he. Well, it was pretty gruesome, right? He decapitated others and then he got their powers. It's pretty bad, but uh, I loved it. And then we uh, we went to or we rented this uh, this Highlander two from the gas station, and uh, I was probably like fourteen years old or something. And we went home and watched, and I hated it. Even back then, as fourteen years old, it was just like 
it's a completely mindless story where the good guy f- fights the bad guy, but it's sort of a, just because you know there is absolutely no point to it. There's nothing going on that that makes any meaning in this movie at all, and it just makes no sense. And also, it doesn't well, add anything to the story universe at all. I oh, mean, geez. I, I can I can almost it, it almost feels like somebody you know maybe the movie director or something went into the writers' room maybe at the point in time where they were all like brainstorming what could this be, and then he just said, "Well, that sounds great. Let's take all of that and we're just gonna film it. No reason to, no reason to change any of it. We'll just go straight with it as you have it here." It's it's like a complete mess. Oh my god! Sounds... You, you kill yourself if you try to watch this. It's, it's so bad. I I remember that from the eighties, though. I mean, that's where the idea that the second, you know, any of the sequels were always just like horrible because it's just like they're yeah. like, oh, someone liked the first one. Let's see if they'll buy a second one, and they throw in everything with no sense. But oh so it's not that surprising. But oh, that is pretty. It is sad when they do something like that, especially to where the first movie wasn't horrible, though. Like you said, things have changed a little bit since you were fourteen. I think it would be horrible today, but. Yeah, when I was like thirteen or something, I don't know how I can't remember uh, when the first one came out. Probably a couple of years before, but twelve, thirteen years old or whatever. Oh, it was amazing! But uh, yeah, <laughs> don't watch the second one. I'll keep that in mind. I mean, you have to remember. So you're you're closer in age to my husband. So I was a few years older, and by that time, I could drive. And I don't know if I was watching bad movies at that time. No. Maybe not. Well, then Maybe don't not. go back and revisit it. Okay. <laughs> Unless I really feel like watching bad movies, which like oh. we've already agreed I might like for some strange reason. That's but it's so weird. bad that you're, you turn off your author brain and you just go, why? No, I hate it because I feel like I'm wasting my life. It's <laughs> like I'm never going to get this one and a half hour back. This is just a complete waste of life. I understand. All right. Well, that's you're going to love my number two then. You ready? This one's more sci-fi. It's oh, called I the, like sci-fi. Yeah. It's called The Daytime Ended. Mm, and okay. Sounds okay. Doesn't sound bad, do Well, let's say the whole movie fits into the note that was in Wikipedia about the name. That the film was originally titled Earth's Final Fury, which that's a pretty good title. Yeah, that's which, pretty cool. That was changed to Vortex because they thought it would sell more tickets. And the final title, The Daytime Ended, came around for no one knows why. <laughs> that no, pretty much fits the movie. Except for the Vortex title, the other two is pretty good. The other yeah, two are that, not bad so fine. Yeah, but I would not say that that would not sell it. So this one, the premise is this family, a young family, parents, uh, two kids, move to the Sonoran Desert, which is a very pretty desert, um, okay. near their grandparents. And these weird, it's a supernova conjunction sort of thing going on. And then there's these reports about UFOs in the area. And the one daughter kind of has this telepathic connection to one of the aliens. And then the grandmother sees one overnight. Of course, there's lots of screaming and running and they're terrified. And I think they then they see the UFOs, which are these horrible lights in the sky. And they run outside. I remember the horses getting away as well. They're, they had a little ranch. And all the family hides overnight in separate areas because they're terrified. And while they're outside hiding, there's actually these giant monsters that come through, a reptilian thing and this other thing. And they're just battling it out in the Sonoran de- deserts. But then the UFOs come back and like laser zap the monsters. And then the sun rises and everyone gets up and they walk and they're all together as a family and they look over into the next valley and there's this weird futuristic city which i actually didn't know until i read the plot on this one that it actually is supposed to be like a thousand years into the future i had no clue watching it and then it ends with like the daughter saying it's all gonna be fine now that's it (laughs) hey and when was this made I it's not as old as it sounds. I might have been the eighties as well. So it's like horrible special effects and stuff like oh, that as well. 
really horrible. I mean, the reptilian amphibious creatures that are fighting. I, I don't even know why they were there, where they came from, what they had to do with the little UFOs that are zapping through the walls, and these little space lights, and people would freeze, and it's just... It sounds more confusing than anything. It's just like... yeah. You even even explaining what it was about, you lost me a bit there. Like oh. what? <laughs> it, you, there's no sense. And like I said, until I actually read the description of it to remind myself what it was, I was like, I don't see how you go from okay, conjunctions, aliens, reptilian creatures fighting each other to the future. What? I don't know. I actually thought they ended up on like the alien planet and they'd been transported there. I don't. But clue what was going on and some really bad acting and really bad explaining i and i mean when i think about it horses in the desert already should have been a clue that this is not gonna work out very (laughs) well that doesn't work very well for ranch situations but yeah no so i it's that one was pretty painful not as bad as number one but it was pretty yeah Hmm. Okay, I think the one you had before sounded worse than this one. To be honest, <laughs> All but, right. uh, but okay. Uh, so the final one on my list All is right. also one where I loved the original. Okay, uh, it's also one from my childhood, so it's probably not that good today if I watched it again. <laughs> but I won't. But this is not a sequel. This is a remake, mm. and it's from two thousand and two. Okay, so see if you can. Guess what this is? It's the world's number one phenomenon. I created a sport that you could thrive in. And three players rule the game. I told you, it's the promised land. On three. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) What was that at the ending there? (laughs) There's just somebody laughing because he, I don't know, he slammed him to the ground or something. All right. That might be a bit tough one to guess. I was going to say, if I was going to make any guess, I would just throw out Mortal Kombat, but I have no idea. No, okay. Well, that's not too bad of a guess. It's a rollerball. All right. Well, rollerball. I haven't seen the first one or the remake, so. Okay. All right. You'll have to tell me about this one. Yeah. So uh, the original is from 1975. And uh, I watched that uh, when I was a child, and I really liked it. Um, So Rollerball, it's this sort of extreme sport. So they have like this metal ball, and they are on an oval pitch that just goes round and round. And then Uh there is these uh, holes in the walls where you have to put the metal ball into uh, to score a point. It's actually like a fun game. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because they they drive like motorcycles on the pitch and they they hit each other. I think, as far as I remember, they had weapons as well. So it's awesome. like you, you can die from the game, and and that was why I loved it. It was so <laughs> it was so cool, and and then they had made all this kind of special gear and, and stuff. Like, it was it was just cool. Sounds kind of fun. And then in uh, two thousand and two, some morons <laughs> decided to let's do a remake of that one. Oh, yeah, that no. was a good idea. Oh, no, <laughs> so, no, it's just it's horrible. So you you have in this remake you have entire scenes which basically serves absolutely no purpose. So <laughs> I, I just want to just one example here. Just just tell me if you think this sounds like good storytelling to you. Okay. So you have one character dragging another character across town to some sort of apartment building to look for somebody who isn't there and you don't know why and the person they're looking for is never ever mentioned again. What? They just just go there, look for somebody, you don't know who it is and it's never mentioned again and then they walk away again. And you'll be like, huh? Yeah, that that doesn't work for me. <laughs> that's but that that's how painful. this entire movie is. It's just wow. There's nothing in it that makes any sense. I, I don't know if they were drunk or something when they made the script for it. It's just like, <laughs> they, uh, Jesus Christ. That's 
Uh, pointless plots, just, yeah, pointless scenes get under my skin. So that would, I wouldn't have made it through that one. I would have gotten up and <laughs> done <Yes>. something else. <laughs> I would have been so, like, I'm writing. <laughs> that was five very terrible movie picks for you. All right, you ready for my number one? Back to yes. fantasy for this one. This is okay. called Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. How's that for a title? That also sounds pretty cool. Not too bad. So I was excited when I saw this one on the Mystery Science Speak Theater. Because, you know, yeah, it sounds like, you know, a fantasy movie. This would be great. It was so brain-numbingly bad in a series of bad shows. I mean, it doesn't even have a spark that made me laugh. I was so disappointed. And out of all of one, out of all of them, I remember this one the least. So I actually had to look this one up quite a bit. But it starts nice. There's a peaceful kingdom of Axholm, and there's a teenage boy, Simon, who's the son of the court wizard, the king's wizard. And this evil sorcerer convinces the queen to overthrow her husband and name the sorcerer, you know, the ruler. And so the sorcerer, the good sorcerer, you know, wizard senses, you know, realizes what's happening. And he's like, gives his son this magic ring and says, you must keep this at all costs and protect the princess. And of course, the princess gets captured. And what does Simon do? The son, he loses the ring like that first scene gone. (laughs) And so it starts, you know, it goes crazy. So Simon grows up, he meets this disgraced hero, Kor, who's going to help him rescue the princess. But Simon ends up rescuing Kor half the time, even though Simon doesn't have a clue, has never shown any aptitude or any training in magic ever until this point, until he's thrust out into the world that he knows nothing about. And so he's still he's still saving the wizard. It's so bad that Simon somehow manages to raise the zombies of dead heroes to come help him rescue the princess and the dead heroes get so annoyed at Simon they end up attacking him. <laughs> He does sound pretty annoying. <laughs> Super annoying. Everything goes horribly wrong. They end up getting some help. They manage to get the villagers to help them. They go raid the castle. Simon manages to find the freaking missing ring that he dropped in the castle and has been in plain sight since day one. Even no, though the kidding. evil wizard can't find it. Oh no, the best part, the best part is then Simon, with the ring now, battles the experienced, skilled, evil wizard is who's been evil hey, hey, Is he just lying there on the ground, or what? I think it was, like, I remember it glowing. Like, he had to see the glow. It was somewhere slightly hidden, but it was, like, you know, maybe in a suit of armor or something. It was so obviously... It's not even where you would have he would have dropped it. It was so stupid. But yeah, the the grand finale this, between the special effects and Simon the novice fighting this experienced grandmaster evil wizard and winning, winning the princess. It was just such shit. It was so bad. And this sums it up really well. This is by the writer Ed Naha. He says, "I don't recall this movie was so much shot as it was beaten to death." When they whittled it down to what was useful from the footage, it only ran 58 minutes. Now, Roger, the director, had done a lot of sword and sorcery films, so he told a couple of the editors to pull all they could from them and edit that footage together. So now the finished movie has a 15 to 20 minute prologue that has nothing to do with the rest of the film. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my number one. (laughs) Beat that. (laughs) So you have like 20 minutes that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie? Nope. There's just these people fighting in this prologue about wars and the history going on. It's just, and then they get to the movie, which was bad enough. And like I said, I mean, of all the things, he drops the ring. I mean, yeah, maybe he should have dropped it out in the wilderness. Did Did this run in the theaters and stuff like that? I cannot remember. I remember there's this whole, no, actually that was Atar had a huge issue about his, the name and going on Blu-ray. It was a little bit older. I don't know if it was in B-rated theaters or something, but it was a cinema movie. Yeah. It had ratings. You can look it up on I am I can't remember what it's called, but IMDB. Oh yes, IMDB. It's there. Oh my god. It's it was what, what was it painful. called again? It was called The Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. See, I have you interested in this one now. The Wizards of the, of Lost, the Lost Kingdom. Kingdom. 
Now I have to look it up. You have to look it up. It's just... And there's a sequel, and I watched the sequel too, and that one was even worse, but I didn't want to go there. I oh, can't it's from even 85. Remember. See, it's not that old. Well, comparatively. Oh my god. <laughs> it has 2.8 out of 10 rating. <laughs> I win this one with that movie. It is so horrible. It's bad tropes, bad acting, just just bad. It's so but- bad. But but how how I still don't understand. So so you're watching twenty minutes of a sort of intro stuff where mm-hmm. people are just fighting. You have no idea what's going on. Well, there's a voiceover then, saying previous, you know, the history of the kingdom. There was wars, and then minutes. yes, and then this good king rose and righted all the country's wrongs, and he has his noble wizard and the daughter in marriage. And oh look, there's the evil wizard who wants to overthrow everything. <laughs> For twenty minutes. For twenty minutes. And and then all of a sudden it just starts with something and, and he drops a ring in well, his basically play side or something. Yeah. And then yeah. once off doing all kinds of things to figure out that it's right there where he left in the beginning. Yeah. And the evil sorcerer who has taken over the castle can't find well, it even point? though it's like right at his feet. What's the point? I don't know if there was one other than the, 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 he was an evil wiz- there was an evil sorceress who took over and then there was Simon who wanted to save everyone. Simon says I'm an idiot. But I mean but the, the people writing this must have had some sort of story they wanted to tell us. I mean what the what is I the point? I think you might be expecting too much. <laughs> I, I would have to go ask, ask Ed Naha, who said, you know, it was the director's fault who turned it into the the mush pit that it became. But did it, did they go into the kindergarten and say, hey, can any of you kids uh, direct a movie for us? Probably. Just like, yeah. sure, I can. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. And again, it, a lot of it comes down to the tropes and no plot. And it was so... Oh, my God. So stupid. I mean... If you're going to lose the magic ring, seriously, at the sorcerer's feet and he can't find it. And then the battle between the two of them and he wins. I'm sorry. He would have been toast like that. It just, no. (sighs) So anyway, I think I won. (laughs) You don't want to admit it, but it's true. I know it is. I think actually that might be the worst one. It sounds so bad. It was so the bad. worst out of fourteen I really mean, bad movies. A twenty-minute intro, I I just can't. I can't even imagine ever seeing it. I mean, all all these other movies that I had, they are really shitty, but they don't have a twenty-minute pointless intro for nothing. This one I mean, does. come on, that's just incredible. To make it long enough to put it in theaters. That's incredible. Is that Jesus? Imagine bad. those people buying a ticket. How upset they're gonna be afterwards? It's just like, what the heck was this? I was, Did I just pay for this shit? I was expecting a bad movie and I was disappointed because it was so bad it wasn't even funny. I mean, some of the other ones were like, oh, you know, let's do shots every time they say this or something. This was just really bad. Okay, I'll give you this one. Uh, even though I had to deduct points from you, you still you <laughs> insta crossed the, cross the finish line before me. All right. Uh, awesome. It was... I don't admit a major defeat, just a slight <laughs> small one. Oh, well, I will be gracious in my winning. So and I that. think that will probably put us at like 10 to 1 or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I have 10 and you have 1. I understand. No, 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 the other way around. Because I'm sure we already recorded 11 podcasts about alternating lists, so I must be up 10 to 1 now. We'll have to go check. Or the listeners, you can let us know who's winning. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's me. I trust them. Just this one, yes, yes. But uh, overall, there's there's a clear difference. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be back to this crazy stuff again next month, and then I'll need to pull a win back home again. So, Try. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I was wondering, in closing off here. Is there any, like, serious, for just one second, is there any serious learnings one can take from all this nightmarish shit that we've just been through? Don't use stereotypical characters. It's okay if you use tropes. Everyone uses tropes. You should break them or twist them. That helps. But make 
characters that are original. That's really where the heart of the story lies. All of the ones I listed had tropes, which is bad enough, but characters, I mean, Texas cowboy, Mexican, you know, love interest, Tyrannosaur. (laughs) Come up with real characters that, you know, the reader is going to care about. And then if you want to have a love triangle, have a love triangle. Just don't throw in the Tyrannosaur. (laughs) Yeah, and uh... And tropes pull the audience in. So, yes, I mean, I think true. it proves that it works, right? It I mean, if, if you align it with tropes, people will start checking it up. We say, oh, this looks interesting because it's something they recognize. So it works. It does but work. please, please, please add something new and interesting. And please don't just rehash what is already there as well. It does not make it any better. And I'm <laughs> looking at you, Marvel. Get your shit together. A warning, you have been warned. <laughs> yes. Good enough. Okay, cool. Next Monday, uh, we will be back and uh, we will discuss something that is incredibly important but often overlooked. And that's the mindset you need to adopt in order to self-publish. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>